Coming down in three, two, one. I am the Canadian football expert here. I don't take any responsibility for the black cats. The John Hedlund Soccer Empire. Did you see the motorcycle with the buffalo head on it? That was genius. Competitive pig wrestling. From our Radio 1 perch high atop DatQ Stadium, welcome to episode number 24 of GMG Cast. This little podcast, as always, is powered by Learfield and brought to you by Coors Light. If you have not hit that like and subscribe button, please be sure to do so ASAP. I'm Zach Babb, one half of the hosting duo here on GMG Cast, joined, as always, by Hank Dickinson. And uh, Hank, man... Basketball's halfway through. It's January. Summer will be here in about two and a half minutes, give or take. Um, I feel like a broken record, but every year I just say this, it gets faster and faster. Yeah, basketball through the holidays tends to, to keep people that are in athletics or definitely broadcasting busier than, than the fans think. And then you look up and you're like, man, you're in January. But what a start for not just men's basketball under Ross Hodge, but you're traveling with a a team that has turned things around in a hurry under a first-year head coach. Burton yeah. has not only energized it, but with energy has come a lot of wins. So it's got to be a lot of fun for you. Oh, yeah. No, it's been spectacular. I mean, you know, it's, it's the first four years I got to do the games. We had some good teams, but – you know, it was never twelve and three good teams. So it, it's been a lot of fun to be around those those young women and the staff that Jason is uh, Coach Burton's put together. It's 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 been a lot of fun. So yeah. looking forward to where that goes. But um, you know, speaking of looking forward to where things go, uh, our guest today, uh, we've got the new deputy athletic director for revenue generation and the chief revenue officer for UNT athletics. Uh, welcome in Charlie Thrash to GMG Cast. Uh, Charlie, appreciate you uh, joining us here for a little bit to talk uh, the Mean Green World and your new position here. Yeah, thanks, Zach. Appreciate you guys, uh, you and Hank, having me on here. You know, uh, I think, and you've already met a ton of people, supporters, and that's going to be the, the world that you work in. But just trying to give people a little feel for the folks that are coming into the department now, you've got a great background, Charlie, and, and I think – what would be interesting, I think, for fans to understand is some of the stops you've made, commensurate schools, but schools that are doing things maybe a little different than North Texas. When you landed here, how does North Texas, athletically, uh, compare to being at USF, that's a member of American Athletic, at UTEP, a program that we're familiar with as mm-hmm. Mean Green fans and administrators? How does it compare? It's a great question. Um, you know, I think one of the things that really um, – attracted me to this position was, you know, been at UTEP, been at USF in the conference, um, competed a lot with North Texas over the years. So I've been able to see kind of this facilities, um, you know, blueprint continue to get better every single year. Um, seeing the North Texas student athletes compete, um, Gosh, I swear every time we played versus Tyler Perry, he would hit something at <laughs> from 25 feet with like two seconds left. A lot of people say that around the nation. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it was like every year you would see him dribbling and it's like, oh, here we go. And then sure enough, it happens. But, um, you know, really it was just a culmination of things of, of, of seeing a university that really believes in athletics, that is doing things um, in a way that invests in our student athletes and the things that we're trying to do to be competitive. And ultimately, you know, the whole entire, this area up here is only going to continue to grow. 
um, and really becoming kind of the the blueprint of, you know, this is Denton's hometown team up here, and, you know, it's big-time college athletics up here. So really excites me from that standpoint. Well, you know, looking at your resume, revenue generation, that's a big – it's a big statement to say you're in charge of that. But having been in the role of Deputy AD, I know you get pulled a lot of different ways. But right now you've got Learfield under your watch. You've mm-hmm. got tickets under your watch. You've got general – scholarship fund under your watch um and i think the ticketing background that you started with probably serves you pretty well right because that's always a great way to begin an external career in athletics yeah 100 percent. you know i spoke to a uh a university class this morning and i kind of talked about that and i was thinking you know what a great way to get involved you really start to understand the business analytics you understand okay you know this is how we go about renewals all that that aspect and I learned a lot in my experience from the ticketing side. I'm so grateful for that, just to kind of have that mindset um, to be able to, you know, some of our best supporters, you know, they're going to go to their best relationship and be able to speak that language. Um, But then also look at, okay, you know, what are the few games that we can really take advantage of from, you know, one, a revenue generation standpoint, but, you know, there's always games at the beginning of the year. You know, I'm looking at the Wyoming game next year. What can we do right now to really put ourselves in a position so that, you know, that we can really get a great crowd here. Um, and the ticketing background, no doubt, has helped me kind of think from, you know, how do we get our donors more involved and, you know, whether it's, you know, buying your your employees' tickets for the games, all that type of stuff, it, it, it helps for sure. And that began at Wyoming, by the way. It began at Wyoming, so there's nothing more than I would like to uh, have the Cowboys come in here. Uh, they had a great year last year. Their their head coach just retired. and What a bowl game for him. I know. Go, going out in style. I thought that was one of the more fun uh, mid-major bowls out yeah, there Yeah, it was. Year. And it was such a way for, you know, I think he said, you know, I just want to be a, you know, a Cowboy that goes out in style. And, you know, I think he did. And he's probably just going to go, uh, you know, hang out on a ranch. And, Walk off and, field goal. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah. um, you know, we bring up Wyoming, where you got your start. You're a 2012 grad of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of the, the brief synopsis, your your stops along the way between Wyoming and North Texas and kind of your, your journey through the, the varying levels of college athletics that, that got you to Denton. Yeah, so I, you know, born and raised in Jefferson City, Missouri. Uh, went to the University of Missouri, graduated there in 2012. Um, knew I wanted to work in, in college athletics, but was kind of willing to go and do whatever to get my foot in the door. Uh, University of Delaware was actually the first place that I worked at for a year and a half in the ticketing world. Um, then, as we mentioned, went to Wyoming, was there for three and a half years. Uh, my goal is to continue to, you know, I want to be an athletic director one day. And um, I knew fundraising was an area that I needed to get experience in. And that's when, you know, the University of South Florida um, job, uh, that, that opportunity came up and then, you know, was able to make my way out to UTEP to kind of continue to grow. And, and then four years later, here we are right now. All right. But married, raising a family. So where did you meet Dana? How, how did that, where did that come in all yep. these stops as you bounced around the nation? I'm very fortunate. We met at Mizzou. Um, so she, she kind of knew the process going into it. Um, well, she didn't know it going into it, but now she's well aware of it. Um, so yeah, we, uh, you know, and we've kind of had just a lot of fortunate things. You know, I went to the university of Delaware. She was able to secure a job at the children's hospital of Philadelphia kind of randomly kind of just worked out that way. Um, I go to Wyoming, um, her, she's from Denver. 
Um, so just kind of different things like that. My mother-in-law lives in Glen Rose, Texas, which is an hour and a half south of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had different things that, you know, have really worked out from really from all these stops, um, which is pretty crazy to look back on. But, um, yeah, we got two kids, uh, four-year-old Troy, two-year-old Thompson. Um, we're in transition right now. We're up, we're up in Sanger in an RV park right now. Uh, my sister-in-law let us, uh, loaned us her uh, RV for the time being during this transition. So we're just kind of, we're, we're having some fun with it, you know? Well, two boys, two years apart. I can tell you the things I did well. I can tell you the things I didn't do well. But I can tell you this, this is a great athletic department for those kids to grow up in because the fan base really takes to uh, the people they get to know, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I can I can say that from experience looking back on it now. But, uh, yeah, you're off to a great start. Uh, what do you see as maybe – the best opportunities right now for North Texas to grow. Do you, do you feel like attendance at games is a challenge or is that something you feel good about? Definitely feel good about it. You know, I think we have a great, a great team on the ticket, uh, on the ticket staff. I think we have a great team in the mean green scholarship fund. Um, I think from an attendance standpoint, we just got to continue to push more. Um, you know, uh, I think our attendance average last year, I want to say off the top of my head was around, um, 18,000 or so. I could be, could be wrong with that, but you know, I know in our, in our, uh, take flight strategic initiative, we're trying to average above 23,000 and get along with a a little bit more of our peers within the conference. And then it just makes for such a better atmosphere for our student athletes. Um, and, and just from a perception standpoint on TV, I think attendance is kind of, you know, goal one, how do we, how do we get more people within the community involved? I don't have the answers right now. I think there's so a few things you can do to, to bolster that up, but but ultimately you got to make it a place that that people want to be at and and be willing to you know to purchase and you know it's it's not it's not a cheap thing to come to you know really any type of ath- athletic event for the most part um, no matter how cheap tickets are you, you know but um, I think goal number two is just going to be from a from a donor number standpoint um, you know right now we're at about eleven hundred donors um, our peers in the conference are are you know, in the three to 4,000 range. Um, from that standpoint, it's not even about, you know, how many large donors you have. It's just power of numbers. Um, trying to get more of our, I think I read the other day, we have 474,000 alumni. That's, that's pretty exciting. It's a big number, big, yeah. big number. Um, you know, getting, just figuring out ways to, to get the, the, those folks engaged for sure. And something I want to kind of drive home too, that you talked about there, just the, the, larger swath of donors because I think, and we kind of talked about this before the podcast started, is a lot of people think that it's just, oh, the the person who can give the, the big time donation is mm-hmm. what you look at, but a lot of things that could really benefit North Texas when it comes to things like the scholarship fund and donations of that nature are the people who can, you know, afford, even if it's 50 $100 that when you get more people giving that amount, it really adds up and benefits what oh, absolutely. you guys are trying to do. Yep. You know, the, the, the big goal always is, you know, how can we cover that scholarship fund so that we can invest in other areas or else, you know, we're investing, we're putting our money in the scholarship fund and then that area is not being invested in other areas. So, um, and that's just the power of numbers, you know, it, it makes you feel like you're a part of something bigger than yourself. Um, anytime you have 4,000 people that, you know, or believe in something philanthropically, um, it puts more skin in the game. So when you do something special, such as go to the NCAA tournament, you know, win a bowl game, win a conference championship, 
you know, it really people feel a part of that. And that's how I think ultimately you see some of these schools that take off and take it to the next level. You know, they were thinking that way 20 years ago, 20 years, you know, and now they're at the point to where they are, which, you know, ultimately I think, you know, what potential we have here, you know, somebody thought 20 years ago to build a football stadium and now look at this beautiful facility. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. And, and, to that point, go back 20 years, I think that's where North Texas is right now. That athletic center in 2005 when it opened was Valhalla. It was huge. Square footage was perfect. It was a big, big jump from where we were across the highway in terms of facilities. Not anymore. Yeah. You need more square footage. And I know Jared Mosley is tackling that. So talk a little bit about the expansion project and what, what that really means day-to-day for student-athletes and coaches because fans may not always understand um, – facilities aren't just about bells and whistles it's, it's about space sure sure i think in 2005 when that facility was tv revenue was probably you know at a few million dollars a year for the top programs now you know you're talking about the sec 80 million plus right um you know so obviously the reason why i say that is things have changed um and college athletics has you know continued to grow from a popularity standpoint um, from a spacing standpoint, it's it's definitely huge. You know, football staffs have grown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, creative staffs have grown. Um, and uh, I think from a weight training standpoint, that's what I look at. Our weight training, our sports medicine, when you go into those areas, you know, it's it's pretty packed. Um, anytime, I don't know what the weight training schedule is here, but I know, you know, we, we had some issues at UTEP where you have kids coming in at 4 a.m. to start workouts because of spacing. Um, you know, that's, that's a place that, you know, you want to be able to maximize, you know, working out and that ultimately makes the team and the, the experience of the student athletes that much better. So, um, no doubt I'm, I'm, that was, you know, whenever I interviewed for this job, that being able to raise money for that project was definitely something that I'm really excited about. And I think, uh, I think, you know, hopefully sooner than rather uh, sooner than later, we can uh, we can get going on that thing. Yeah, it's a it's a process that never ends. But we had Dion Hunter in here not long ago, who played in the '80s and, mm-hmm. and was here when this campus looked a lot different. And up here, with the view you get from where we are in Radio One, looking out, not all just the football stadium aspect, but the campus, it's changed so much. But you can't slow down. Yep. You can't stop. You never in athletic facilities. You never get to the point where an AD and a, and a staff can go. Whew, all right, we're done, right? And you've seen it at the places you've been at. So this athletic expansion has to be priority number one, I would think, right now before you can start tackling some other things like adding sports, doing other other things that fans may think are of interest right now. Hundred percent. Yep. And that's our that's our goal right now. We're very we're very lucky that you know we can focus on one thing within the fundraising aspect for the most part. Um, sometimes, you know. At working at different universities you can get pulled in a lot of different areas you know you need to you need to raise money for x y and z and you know sooner but we're very focused on you know this is the project that we think can help move north texas athletics moving forward and as you know this continues to move forward and you are listening to the 24th episode of gmg cast hit that like and subscribe button if you have not but um moving things forward one thing that, you know, reading your bio and in, in the, the press release that introduced you here um, through the athletic department, you know, just talk about the importance of, of in your line of work of building relationships with people, be that the fan base or maybe it's local businesses, whatever that may be. Um, just 
you know, how important is that to, to what you're trying to accomplish? Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, as you guys know, relationships are everything, you know, people want to trust who they're, who they're, you know, if they're, if they're giving philanthropically, who they're giving to to make sure that their money's going to the areas that they are. Um, that's the part that I love. I love creating relationships. Um, you know, I've always considered my role, uh, I'm a broker of passions. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, I like to, you know, if, if there's something that I can help, you know, if somebody has that passion for that, for the facility and to, to move us forward, I want to be able to explain, okay, this is what we're doing, why we're doing it. Um, and hopefully it's a, if that individual does move forward, it's a, it's an experience of a lifetime for them as well. Um, but relationships are just, they're so important. Um, you know, right now that's pretty much all I'm trying to do is meet with our coaches and, and meet with as many people as possible. I'm, you know, just, just going around and introducing myself and, um, and trying to really get the lay of the land, but, um, can't, can't say enough about relationships really with, you know, whether it's a football coach with recruits or, you know, um, staff, all that type of stuff. It's just, it's very important. I will invariably call you Chuck Thrash at some point. Back in the <laughs> '90s, we had a basketball player here named Chuck Thrash, but it's Charlie Thrash. And really, so Charlie? We uh, I've never heard. I've never well, heard of another Chuck Thrash. But. Uh, unfortunately, he he uh, he traveled on the inbounds in a, a clutch moment at UC Irvine. That's my last memory of Chuck Thrash. Oh he man, wasn't able to run, and he did, and he <laughs> the ball back over to the Anteaters. But anyway, that was a bad memory. Uh, but no, you're you're off to a great start. Uh, the relationship building is a process. Oh, and yeah. Boy, I tell you what, let us help any way we can. And we appreciate you taking some time to, to come out and fill us in on who you are and, and what you're all about. And uh, best of luck. No, thanks, Hank. It's thanks, a, Zach. It's yep. a big job. Uh, no pressure, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is Charlie Thrash, the new Deputy Athletic Director uh, Forever New Generation and the Chief Revenue Officer at UNT Athletics. Uh, if you've not hit that like and subscribe button on this podcast, please do so as soon as possible. But, uh, Charlie, we really appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. Thanks, Zach. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge-watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog, because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.